Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. A um, couple things. First of all, Mark Leposky, my goodness. Hello. What a word. What a challenge. What a, what a reminder as we come into a new year, that first fruits. And I love, I love that example and that personal application for you guys, you know, taking that first uh, paycheck of, of the new year. What a, what, a great, uh, what a great idea. That's a great suggestion as you're processing through that. But starting off your, each year, just bringing honor to God, bringing glory to God is uh, so powerful. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Jacob Lujan for uh, my snacks. Uh, these are kind of just preaching snacks in case I, you know, I'm get, I get fatigued at all. You know what I mean? Uh, blood sugar's dropping. I'm ready. You know what I mean? So this is good. Some Jolly Rancher bites. I literally almost... I, I feel like my body, like I, like, I can drink a ton of caffeine. It never affects me. He gave me one of these in between service, and I almost climbed a mountain. Uh... <laughs> That sugar hit me so fast. I'm not sure what happened. I was like, ah! Okay, so um, I'm probably for the safety of the congregation, and they keep these sealed. Because uh, we, don't, we don't need that right now. But um, anyways, thank you, Jacob. Appreciate that. Keep me, keep me, uh, keep me, um, I, don't, I was going to say snacked, um, keeping me fed. Um, Whatever it is. Nourished is not really a word for it. Um, something. Anyways, I'm excited that uh, I got my mom with me this morning, Jackie Duth, right here. That's why I, I was telling the first service, I said, it, when we just released the parenting book, I basically had to send it to my mom and say, hey, you better verify this stuff because I'm going public and you taught me all this. So better, better make sure it's legit. And uh, I am thankful for my mom. My mom, I'm one of six kids, and my parents have raised six kids who are not perfect, but love God passionately, married spouses who love and serve God. And uh, so anytime you see a track record like that, you got to lean in and try to pay attention. And, you know, honestly, I did some interviews with my parents for the launch of my book, and I was asking questions. I'm like, well, I should have asked this when I first became a parent. I felt like there were things I was learning in real time as you were talking to me. I'm like, shoot, I should not have waited till the book interview to have more specific conversations like this because I felt like I was learning so much in that process. So thank you and honor you, love you. Thanks for coming out and hanging out with our girls. Well, we got a little vacay, and it's going to be awesome. So it's also, um, she was laughing at all of you guys. Don't be offended. Uh, but when she came in uh, today, especially the 9 a.m., and we all had to get clean the the frost off of our windshield. You remember that this morning? At least we were in our house. I literally had to defrost and get the ice to thaw and uh, before I could get here. And um, But she's like, it's literally 40 degrees warmer here than it is in Minnesota where she just came from. So 
So she's got no sympathy. She's got no sympathy. But every, I felt like everyone came up like, ooh, it's cold. Ooh, God, you know. And she's just laughing. She's just laughing. But that's how I was when I first came here, too. And now if it drops below 70, I need a coat, some boots, some socks, some electric underwear, and things of that nature. If you've never heard of that before, it's because you didn't grow up in the Midwest where it's cold. That's a real thing. Electric socks and underwear. That is a real thing. And it's not for, like, it's not kinky stuff. That's just, that's just literally to keep you warm, okay? So I just wanted to clarify in case they're like, we can't go back to that church. You started talking about inappropriate stuff. But in the process of trying to say it wasn't, I did get inappropriate, and I do apologize for that. With that being said, let's get into the word. Okay. Help me, Jesus. I'm going to be in trouble. My mom like, you said kinky in church, and that was unacceptable. There, I said it again. All right. John 18, verse 37. John 18, 37. It's the Lujan's anniversary today, first of all. What? 22 years of marriage? What? Wow, 22 years, just getting started, you know what I mean? Man, that's amazing, that is amazing. Raising great kids too, I might add, amazing. I mean, any kid that you produce that, you know, keeps the pastor sugared up before preaching, that's, that's a win, you know? Uh, but anyway, so shout out to you guys. Okay, John 18, 37, this is an exchange with Jesus as he's heading towards the toughest season of his life and uh, about to head to the cross. He's engaged with Pilate, uh, the official, and there's a conversation. Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king then? And Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king for this cause. Someone say this cause. Say it again. Say this cause. He says, for this cause I was born. And for this cause, I came into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Little sidebar on that real quick. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. I, I'm, I was just literally at a, another, you know, protest standing up for truth just literally yesterday on my way to pick up uh, my mom from the airport. I was like, hey, girls, we're going to get mom, but we got to stop by a protest. And... Uh, Let's take your kids to work day. Take your kids to work day. So, so they came with me. It was pretty awesome. But um, so we were just standing up against the insanity at the YMCA insanity and and just calling that garbage out. But um, the truth is, we need to keep standing for truth. We need to keep bringing truth to the forefront. We need to keep fighting for what matters. But. At the end of the day, it's not arguments alone that are going to help win cases and causes and the hearts of this nation. Ultimately, people have to encounter the truth, which is Jesus Christ, so that they're open up to truth to live out in everyday life. It's no major value if we're just always, you know, kind of fighting for a narrative if people aren't encountering the source of that truth, right? 
And so Jesus says, everyone who listens to truth knows me, right? And so that's how you can obviously see if someone has encountered Christ is that they actually are open to the truth. But Jesus speaks here of a cause that he is on. He's like, I came for this cause. I was born for this moment. Jesus came, and what is that cause? What is the cause of Christ? I want to talk about that, the cause of Christ, which, by the way, Challenge, good to have you guys here hanging out in town, visiting the fam. Got the whole squad here, Tom and Kim. Love you guys. I, 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 was, I was meaning to give you a shout out earlier, but it's good to see you guys. And uh, thanks for leaving the sun and beach and come to hang out with us in cold San Diego. Appreciate that. That's how you got the flannel on. You're like, you ready for winter outfit here? I like it. Um, but Jesus is, is talking about this cause. What is the cause? The cause is us um, helping uh, partner with God when he invites us into this cause. The cause of Christ is his journey of helping rescue those who are lost and bringing them home right? Sin separated us from God, and Jesus came on the greatest rescue mission. The cause that he was on planet Earth, Earth for was to come and help bring those who are disconnected back in relationship with him again, right? His death on the cross is what purchased that redemption. It's what bought our freedom again. It's what paid the price for our sin so that those of us who are disconnected and away in our sin could find a way back to the Father again. The Bible says that Jesus gave you and me now the ministry of reconciliation. So what is reconciliation? Bringing two estranged parties back together. And because of our sin, we were disconnected from our heavenly father. We were disconnected in relationship, but Jesus came on a cause. He came on a mission. He came with mission in mind to say, okay, I'm about to reunite uh, the children back to the father. I'm about to bring those who are lost back home. I'm about to bring those who are dead back to life. I am going to reconcile people back to the father. That's the cause. That's the mission that he was on. And Jesus invites you and me into that mission, into that cause. I want to talk about the cause of Christ. In Luke 9, 23, it says this, then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves and take up their cross daily. Someone say daily, daily and follow me right? Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever wants, whoever loses their life for me will save it, right? You know, this, a lot of times when you encounter Jesus, and even today, there's some in the room where you're away from God, and a little bit later on, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say, man, I want to follow Christ. I want to give my life to him. And that's going to be awesome. And many of us in this room have had that moment where we said, I'm following Christ. I need him in my life. I need his salvation. I need his grace. But it's not just about a one-time kind of like, I'm a follower of Christ. I say yes to Jesus, and then I kind of move on with my life. Now, Jesus says, hey, if you want to be my disciple, you take up your cross daily, right? You come after me every day. It's an all-in call that Jesus calls us into. And then he says something interesting that's kind of like opposite to the world that's around us, right? He says, if you want to save your life, you lose it. If you want to lose your life, you try to save it. Well, we, we live oftentimes in a world that is so consumed with managing and keeping and, and trying to protect and guard and, and save and like, I need my thing and my stuff. And, you know, even, even, even in our health, I think we have an addiction to like living 
unnecessarily longer, right? Like, it's like, hey, at some point, I hate to break it to us, but 100 out of 100, we are going to not live forever, okay, except for in eternity, right? So there's going to be an expiration date on it, but when we're always grasping for saving and keeping and even like trying to preserve our own name or, or line or legacy, all these types of different things, rather than actually saying, Jesus says, hey, listen, you want your life? You want it to be amazing? You want it to be the best? You want it to be great? Lose it. Lose it. Lose your life. Okay, wow, that's, that's different, right? Right? People who are always trying to grapple for things and strive for stuff usually lose it versus losing my life in the cause of Christ is actually when I begin to gain it, right? The disciples, it says in Mark 10, 28, Peter says, uh, he spoke up, he says, we left everything to follow you, right? Wow, what a statement. The disciples left everything. And this really is the call. The call of the cause of Christ is to go all in. You know, I remember when um, I was about 12, 13, I began to feel like I heard, hear God calling me into, into ministry specifically. He would, you know, be in some church tent revival meeting. My parents are there, and those back in the day, they went like three hours, uh, church services did, and uh, bigger attention spans back then, and uh, less social media, so we weren't used to doing this all the time. Uh, so it was going forever, but the kids were all causing a muck and run all over the place in the back. And one of the preachers one time, you know, says, if you feel called to ministry, come forward. And I stopped and I told my friend, I think that's me. And then we just kind of kept playing, right? Because I, I was a kid, but it was like I began to hear God speaking to me. And, and I remember then in my 13, 14 years after I'd really heard God and, and responded to that, I remember a, a particular day where we were getting ready to go on a, a camping trip, and we had upgraded from tent camping, which I don't recommend, to a pop-up tent trailer, right? At least we had, you know those wine, the crank ones, you know what I mean? The thing pops up, you know what I mean? And then eventually we got to RV and, and then hotels, which is the ultimate, <laughs> let's see, ultimate, like, progression of that evolution exists only in that context, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's Can I get an amen out there on that? Okay, sorry. Just praise God. Um, but anyways, I'm in the pop-up tent trailer. I had kind of escaped from the house because there was a bit of chaos going on. Uh, honestly, I probably should have been in the house helping my mom because she was getting ready to go, right? And, and uh, you know, classic mom, hyper-sacrifice level, level 100. You know, she's up early. Actually, she probably was up late uh, cooking all night or prepping all night or packing all night. Then she got up early. Of course, us five boys, we get up, and we're ready to go camping. So we're like, hey, when are we going? I thought we were getting an early start here, you know? And so we're probably sitting on the couch or playing around and kind of get, Mom, what's up? What I thought we were going. She's like, I'm just finishing. I'm just packing lunches. I'm just getting road trip stuff. And we're like, okay. And... We kind of ask a couple times, and then we ask just a little bit too many times, you know. And you ever had that conversation with your mom when things switch in her eyes? You know what I mean? And things get scary. And you feel like it might be the end of your lifetime. And uh, if your mom's in the room, like, don't make eye contact right now. You know what I mean? Just Jacob. Uh, so, anyways... 
But good thing you, you can't see her face right now. Um, now, the, the, literally in this moment, we're like, come on, mom. She goes, also, she's like, ah, you know, just breaking point level. She's like, she's like, you're not helping me. We're like, oh, okay. Oh, boy. You know, when you realize you push mom too far and she cracks, you know what I'm saying? And then you're like, and that, all of us boys are like, okay, we've made a tactical error here. And uh, so we're trying to like, you know, navigate what's happening. Like, oh no, what's, what do you mean? You know, you don't help me. I'm not, oh, oh, you need help. Oh, okay. Uh, man, you didn't ask us. Like, you were just, and she goes, I don't want to, I don't want to have to ask you. I want you to want to help me. I was like, oh, well, you're talking to five young boys, so I think you have the wrong audience, but uh, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, yeah, it was, uh, it was a dark time. Uh, but we made it through. Yeah, that's just a little tip. Especially if you're guys, your your mom or your wife, she doesn't want to ask you. She wants you to want to help without her telling. So it's like it's like a psychological warfare against you. So if you wait till she finally asks for help, that might be too far. Okay. So chances are, in advance, think, how am I going to help? Right. It's not instinctive for us, but like just try. You know, as much as possible. Right. If you can avoid those moments, it's better. You know what I mean? It's better. So anyways, in this moment, I've now escaped to the, the pop-up, you know, trailer. And, uh, and so I'm out there, and I'm just praying. And, and uh, it was just a, a real major time when I was as a young kid where God was really calling me and, and speaking to me. And so I was like, uh, God says to me, he says, Samuel, if you give me everything, I'll use you more than you could ever imagine. And I just remember that moment of, of that call into surrender, that call into giving my life for the cause of Christ, right? And every one of us in this room have a different way we walk that out, which I'm going to talk about a little bit more. But the call is the same for all of us. It is an all-in call. It is a surrender call. It is a giving my life for the cause of Christ. And I would just encourage you, there is no better, there is no better way to live your life than to do everything you do to see the kingdom of God advance for the cause of Christ. There's nothing better than to live your life in that way, right? And God began, amen, you can clap. There's like two of you, okay. <laughs> um, we'll get there. There should be more by the end. We'll see. Um, but then that began a, a process of those moments where God would call us out, right? And go, going from Minnesota to Seattle, feeling called to leave home and step out into a new season of, of unknown, to go to Bible college, to go to the internship. Some of you guys are feeling called to, to respond to Awaken You. Some of you in more of the marketplace realm that you're called into, feeling called to apply for Pathfinder's apprenticeship, right? So you're, there's a calling that you're sensing to, to to be cause-driven, right? And, uh, and so we, I, I went off to Seattle. Katie went to Australia. And I, I did, uh, did an old school thing. It's called a promise ring. I don't know if people do that anymore. But I basically did that because someone said before she goes to hang out with surfers with, with Australian accents, you better lock it in a little bit, you know? <laughs> I think that was wisdom. I think that was wisdom because we're here, okay? 
You know what I mean? A lot of shirtless surfers with Australian accent. That's dangerous, okay? We don't need that. I don't need that competition. Not with my Minnesota accent and pale-faced and... You know, we don't need that. That's... You got to eliminate the competition sometimes. Cut them off at the pass, you know? It's good. So I go to Seattle. She goes to Australia. Then we um, both graduate. We got engaged at that time, and we get engaged and make the move right away to Seattle. The big sacrifice um, for Katie especially, kind of going to a world she didn't know, stepping out to say yes to the call of God in our lives. We were up there. God plants us there for about 15 years, and then we make the move out of there. Um, God begins to stir our hearts about eight, nine years ago to kind of that led to this process of us being down here. And every step along the way was leaving security and going in trust, right? Always saying, God, Go, you know, calling us out into the unknown. God calling us to leave the boat and step out into the water. And, um, you know, one of the things my mom was just talking to me about that, uh, her dad, my grandpa, who's a, one of my favorite preachers, he, he would oftentimes talk about the Peter story and how most paintings of Peter are of Peter sinking and Jesus rescuing. But he goes, man, I just want to see somebody paint. And if there's any artists in here, please do this. Uh, I want to see somebody paint the journey back to the boat where Peter is back on the water, where God, Jesus has lifted him up and now he's back restored and he's walking again on top of the water. Because sometimes we forget that that happened. Yes, Peter sank, but he also walked back on the water again, back to the boat with Jesus as they journey back through that. And, you know, that's, I, I would rather, I'd rather jump out of the boat and get a little wet than to stay dry in a boat and never do what God has called me to do. Amen? So each of these steps was faith journeys. It was all in. But it, along the way, because I've, of understanding that I have been paid such a high price for my life, that the blood of Jesus that rescued me, saved me, redeemed me, I owe my life to him, Right? And so when I'm thinking about when Jesus says something to me, I don't negotiate with him because the cost has been paid and it was so high that his own life was given for me. And so when I think of following Christ, I'm not trying to like work some deal out with heaven. If Jesus says, come and follow me and do this and go there and leave everything, then I will do that exact thing because Jesus is calling me and there's no greater life than living for this cause, right? And I want to encourage every single one of you to just say yes to God. Stop fighting with him. Stop negotiating with God on things. If he's calling you, do it. If he says step out, step out. If he calls you to, uh, to start something, start it, right? Whatever God is calling you to do, step out in faith. Respond to the call of God. Respond to the purposes of heaven. Now, it is going to cost you. I want to talk about what the cause costs for a second. It is sacrifice, oftentimes. Um, it is time. Um, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you some money, some resource sometimes. It's going to cost you some preferences. How many know sometimes God's just going to tell you to do it, and you might, I don't really like that. And he's like, I didn't really ask you. Uh, there's going to be those times. You know, if you're a parent and you got kids, there's sometimes where they're like, I don't really like that. I'm like, ah, that wasn't a part of the conversation. I just need you to do it. <laughs> You know what I mean? I love it when the youth are in here because I can see them all looking at their parents. It's funny. 
That's my, that's my favorite. Okay. Um, just giving you guys helpful conversations later, hopefully. Um, comfort sometimes. I'm thankful that the call of God led me to the greatest city on the planet. Um, some people argue that it can't be a calling because uh, it's too beautiful. Uh, take that up with God. Uh, you know, favor and fair. Katie spent several months in Tanzania, Africa as a missionary, as a youth. So I think we're kind of living in the blessing of that. And uh, in case you guys didn't know that, my wife is like an African missionary. Um, and uh, it's also going to cost you a passive sort of easy life. It's going to cost you that because when you say yes to living your life for the cause of Christ, it's going to call you out of just being able to settle for just a good existence. You won't be happy with that. You won't be able to stay there. You'll get disgruntled with it. You'll get dissatisfied with it because you were made for more, because the cause is going to call you into more, because there's more worth living for than just kind of getting the white picket fence and the dog and, you know, the 2.3 kids and, you know, the whole scenario and just like existing. I think it's 2.3 or 1.3. I don't know how many of the average kids are. My mom is helping that up, and my older brother has 10 kids. They're helping bump that average up, so they're not Mormon or Catholic. They're just... Trying to evangelize the world by having children. That's not a joke. Okay, so he's trying to outpace the the Muslims. That's literally like his goal. You don't know about our kingdom life. You don't know about that. You don't know about that that life. Um, okay, but here's, here's the reality of, of sacrifice in the kingdom. It always produces something amazing. You, literally, you can't shake it. You can't shake the goodness of God. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Um, when you give, it comes back to you. So when you, when you sow, you will reap. When you sacrifice, it always produces. You don't even have to worry about that part of it because that is hardwired into how God created the world to work and how God creates the kingdom of heaven to work that when you are willing to give it all and to sacrifice and to go all in, you will see a response of heaven from that. You'll never have to worry about that. The goodness of God is going to find you. Right? In, I read the first part of this earlier, Mark 10, 28. Peter says, we left everything. And then Jesus says, no one who has left home or brothers or sister or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, fields, along with persecution, little side note. Important, but, you know, just kind of slid in. Don't you like that? Homes, wealth, prosperity, persecution. Wait, what? <laughs> He's using the sandwich, sandwich method here. He's just, uh, and in the age to come, eternal life, right? When, when Jesus calls us, he calls us all in, right? But when you go all in, that's where the reward is. That's where the, the favor is. That's where the blessing is. So I talked about the cost. Let me tell you about the, what the cause gives you, what it brings you. It brings you joy. Man, it brings you joy. 
you know, a lot of times we, we go through so much and uh, we lack joy because of difficulty. But I'll tell you what, when, when you have joy, it allows you to rise above obstacles that are in front of you. Or when you live for a cause, it allows you to rise above the things that could take you out. Anyone here ever done hurdles like in like track and field, right? Well, when you're doing hurdles, you, you don't stare at hur- the hurdle when you're running. You keep your eyes ahead towards the goal, where you're heading, right? You stare at the hurdle too much, you're going to hit it trip you up, fall. Man, you're, you're straight ahead. Your eyes are up. You're heading towards the goal. Jesus said, I press on. Right. Well, that was Paul. Jesus says, for the joy set before him, he endured the, well, Paul said it both, but for the joy set before, let's just keep our theology dialed, okay? For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, right? So when you have a cause that's bigger than yourself, Luke Barnett, or sorry, Tommy Barnett at the Emerge Night, he said, how do you know if it's a God dream? Uh, it's bigger than you. You can't let it go. And what was the last one? Let's face it as I'm saying it. It's bigger than you. You can't let it go. And it's, you're willing to die for it. Thank you. You're willing to die for it, right? It was a quiz. Yeah, it was a test. I was testing. Well done. Well done. But when I live for a cause, it allows me to rise above obstacles differently. If you're cause-driven, there should be a lot of things that don't bother you as much. If you're too caught up in the latest petty drama, if there's always drama in your life, you're probably not cause-focused, right? That's just a little, that's a, that's a good healthy heart check for all of us. If I'm too down in the drama, too caught up in, I'm probably not cause. I'm probably not keeping my eyes up, right? So. Get get your eyes back on the cause of Christ. You know, it's, I mean, uh, you got to live life and there's things that you deal with, right? But it was always like a phrase, in the light of eternity, does this really matter, right? And a lot of times I would say that as as a young kid, uh, usually probably to annoy my brothers, like, hey, in the light of eternity, like, does it matter what I just did to you? Uh, But the concept, concept is good. Right, it's even like Paul says about mourning. Like when you lose somebody that you love, he says, we don't mourn like those who have no hope. Funerals for believers should be different. It's sad because you're separated, but it's different because we're going to see him again, right? So there is a difference, right? There should be a difference when you have the cause. Uh, The cause also gives you meaning, gives you value, gives you peace, There is no better sleeping pill than a day spent in service to the cause of Christ, right? It's going to bring you strength as well, right? So I want to just call us to think about every area of our life and go, am I doing this? Am I living this? Am I working in this way? Am I serving this way that is seeing the kingdom of God advance? What, What are you doing today? What is your occupation that you're giving yourself to. How is that extending the kingdom of God, right? And every single one of us can do that. It doesn't mean everybody here has to leave their job and pursue full-time church ministry. That's not what I'm talking about. There are some who do feel called to that and, and you need to run after what God has called you to do, right? But for the vast majority of believers, it just means that whatever I do, I do under the Lord. It means that in my work, in my neighborhood, in my community, everything God has put my cause, called me to put my hand to, I'm doing it with the mindset of how is this extending the kingdom of God? How, how am I using this, this thing that God has given me to see the kingdom of God advance? Your kingdom 
uh, versus God's kingdom. You, you want to say, I'm going I'm to lose my life so that I can really find it, right? And the more I focus on everything I do, how is this extending the cause of Christ? How is this building people's lives? How is this, right? And that, again, my, my dad um, has, I don't know how many years, 40 years, 40 some years run a construction company. And, and so he, I mean, is constantly leading customers to Christ, right? Always sharing his faith, praying with everybody that he possibly can. Every once in a while, my mom will still send a message in our group thread. It's like, hey, your dad has led another customer to the Lord. I mean, what a privilege. What an opportunity. You don't, you, this isn't just, this isn't your church box. And then like your other box is when you leave the door, right? If I'm, if I'm going to be somebody who's cause driven, it means that every part of my life is, I'm engaging my faith to see the cause of Christ extended in every sphere. And I think that's, it's going to look different for all of us, but I think it's a, it's a self-reflecting question for us all to ask and to navigate or says, how is what I'm doing extending the kingdom of God? What, you know, and maybe some of you, it's literally in the work. Maybe some of you, you're able to invest at a greater level financially, the new buildings, the new progress, even this new youth facility that we're about to take over right next to us right here. Come on. It's going to be amazing, right? And, and so maybe it's financial investment, time investment, all of the above. But I don't want us to just go, okay, I'll write some checks. But that, again, my church life is separate from my, my work life. Don't, 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 make, don't separate it like that. If you're a believer, you're a believer. That's it. And that's at school, that's at college, that's at work, that's in your neighborhood, that's at your family gathering. It's everywhere. And I want to live with a cause that's driving me. I'm telling you what, it'll help you wake up better. It'll help you have more peace. It'll help you have more joy. It'll give you something that drives you. When things are difficult, guess what? Cause pulls you through difficulty. A cause allows you to rise above all the adversities that things can throw at you because you say, you know, I'm all in. I didn't sign up for this just when it was good days only or sunny days only. I'm all in for the cause of Christ. And I'm going to give my life and Katie and I are going to give our life and our family is going to give our life to our last breath of honoring God and doing everything we can to see people come to Christ and to see the kingdom of God extended on this earth. I had the privilege of, and scary privilege, of driving Pastor Tommy Barnett from the two locations. It's like, you know, very nerve-wracking when you got a living, like, legend in the vehicle with you. You're like, don't crash, don't crash. I don't want to be that guy. You know, Tommy was really making a big difference. And then Samuel. We don't want that. So we're driving. I'm 10 and 2, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and then I was not in the accident, but there was an accident in the HOV land ahead of us that caused us to be stopped for about 10 minutes. So I had more time to chat. And, uh, but anyways, I was just like, you know, Hey, he's like 85 or something like that. Still preaches on the tip of his toes. He's still full of energy. He's like Caleb, you know, I'm as young now as I was then. Give me my mountain. You know, like that's like the edge that he has. And so I was like, you know, Man, I mean, kind of like, what's the secret? You know, like, how are you like this? 
And he goes, you know what? When I was young, I made a decision that when I'm this age that he's at now, I'm still going to be preaching. I'm still going to be doing the thing that this cause that I've been given. He goes, I have a lot of friends. He goes, there's nobody really. He goes, I look around. I don't think there's anybody my age still preaching like I am. Guy's got a preaching circuit like he's 25. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he goes, I think a big part of it was I decided from the jump when I was young, I'm giving my life for this thing. There is no retirement. There is no stopping. I'm giving my whole life for the cause of Christ. And I was like, I said, I'll put an amen on that, okay? That's the same thing with me. I want to preach to my last breath. I want to give heart and soul to the kingdom of God. But whatever it is God's put in your hand to do, right, whatever that occupation is, whatever that skill is, whatever that gift is, whatever that ministry is, whatever that call is, uh, the, the response that I want us all to have here this morning and as we reflect even this week is how is what God has given me being used to extend the kingdom of God? Am, have I surrendered to the cause of Christ yet? Not just have you given your life to Christ, that's a great start, but when it really gets good is when you go all in and lose yourself in the cause of Christ and be less worried about you and your name and your fame and your future and your legacy and your and you go, God, if I can just see your kingdom advance, that's, that's it. That's the cause. That's worth giving my life for. That's worth dying for. That's worth living for. Amen? Amen. If you got something out of that, give God a hand clap and praise. Why don't you stand with me to your feet? Let's pray. privilege to be called to partner with Jesus for the cause that he came for, right? I mean, just, there's nothing like it, nothing greater, nothing better. And I, I hope that there's something that's burning in you here this morning at another level, at least to lean in to say, God, how can I use my job, my career, my skill, my passions, my world to extend the cause of Christ? We, we commit to it again. We surrender to it again. Why don't you just lift up your hands around the room and just right now begin to talk to God. Make a fresh dedication, if you, if you will, of your life, your work, your heart, your soul, your mind, your blood, sweat, and tears. Say, Jesus, it's for you, for the cause. How can I serve you? How can I honor you? How can I give you praise? How can I live in a way that brings glory to your name, that lifts you up, that extends your kingdom. In Jesus' name, Father, we give ourselves to you again. We, we surrender to your purposes again. We renew it again. We, we come back to that moment. Many of us in the room have been living with causes of focus for so many years, but God, again, I renew it again, God, and just say, Lord, have your way in my life. God, do whatever you wanna do. Whatever you call us to do, we will respond. We are going to fulfill the cause that we have been sent here for, for such a time as this. Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for that. We dedicate our businesses to you. We dedicate our skills to you. We dedicate our friendships, our relationships, our marriages, our kids. God, we dedicate them to the cause of Christ. God, all in for your purpose. 
every new contract, every new customer, every new business partnership, every new customer we serve, God, for your glory, for your cause, for your purpose. God, we thank you for that. Thank you for your goodness and your grace in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, just as we're in this moment of, of reflection here before we head out, just want to give everyone in the room the opportunity to respond to Christ. You know, I was talking about the difference there. It's one thing, we step one, we have to surrender to Christ, and then we surrender to the cause of Christ, right? But first is, have I given my life to Jesus? Have I said yes to following him? And I just wonder, maybe there's one, two, maybe there's a dozen, that in this room, maybe you've never made the decision to follow Christ. This is your moment. Don't wait. Don't hold that back. I'm going to give you a chance in just a second to go all in in that relationship with Christ. Or maybe you kind of did that as a kid or kind of not sure, but you just, you've been away from God and you just know God's brought you here for this moment. This is your time to really go all in in your relationship with God and you want to just make that bold commitment to say, Jesus, come on, I'm all in. I, I serve you. I surrender to you. I need you to forgive me. I need you to heal me. I need you to bring me close again. Either one of those situations, if you say, Samuel, pray with me. I want to pray with you this morning. A simple but powerful prayer that just says, Jesus, you're the leader of my life. If that's you, just go and lift up your hand around the room. Let me just know I'm praying with. Yeah, awesome. Great. Good. Anybody else? Awesome. Anybody else just say, that's me. Just lift up your hand so I can know who I'm praying with. Good. Awesome. Proud of you guys. Anybody else? A couple more moments. Good. Serious. Great. So good. Proud of you guys. Anybody else? One, one more moment. Say, come on, I, I'm, I'm ready to go all in. I need to get my life right with God. Awesome. Anybody else? Okay, church, here's what we're going to do. We're all going to pray together with those who just lifted their hands, just in support and strength. And those who raise your hands, or maybe you're about to, I want you just to pray with boldness, conviction, because he hears you right now. He's saving you. He's forgiving you. He's bringing you close. You don't have to walk out of here wondering, man, you know, am I right with God? Is, is God mad at me? No, he loves you, and he's forgiving you of your sin, and he's bringing you close. So let's all pray this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sin and raise him from the dead to give me life. Today, I choose to turn from my sin, to turn from my ways, and follow Jesus with all my heart. Jesus, fill me up with your Holy Spirit. Empower me to do your will. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's give it up. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.